hockey fans, are you ready to brave the wild? With me, your host, pal, you know, Joey, or Joey Awajan. Brave the Wild is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podman, the usual Stitcher, Double Twist, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, all those wonderful applications and probably more because <laughs> you know how things spread around. Thank you once again for joining me today. It's a great pleasure to come on board to talk hockey once again, but unfortunately, it uh, just feels like nothing but bad news today, oh, pretty much. The only good news is, well, they're still going to play again, but, uh, well, not for a week. <laughs> COVID protocol, this and that, the Wild have been shut down and postponed for the next four games. There will be no game tonight against Colorado. There will be no game on Saturday against Arizona. There will be no game on Sunday against Arizona. There will be no game on Tuesday against the St. Louis Blues. The Wild will resume play on Feb 11 versus the St. Louis Blues in Excel Energy Center. So, we're just going to have to wait and see what happens with that. That's just the beginning. That's just the beginning. Of course, uh, <clears throat> Marco Rossi out for the season with that uh, serious heart condition, basically weakening of the heart muscle due to uh, COVID-19. It's interesting. It's weird. I almost thought I might have had something weird like that a while back, though. I have no idea if I had COVID-19 or not. You know how people sometimes don't know because... Well, they don't, they're, it's non-system, uh, symptomatic, all that kind of nonsense. And I take so many vitamins and, you know, God willing that, uh, sickness is staying away. Thank, thank God for that. Um, so who knows, maybe I had it and didn't know and something, cause my heart felt weird for a little while. It's getting, it's been getting better, but, uh, not to make it about me, of course, uh, Marco Rossi will, uh, not be skating for the Minnesota Wild this year. And then what sucks is that he hadn't skated for about 10 months other than that tournament, and he almost killed himself out there because he was basically all by himself. That was miserable for Austria. I mean, it was just a game of keep away all day, and he was the one chasing the puck. Poor guy. Can't imagine that helped his heart condition had he already contracted something and didn't know that type of situation. So I can't imagine that helped. Obviously, it calls for rest to let that heart muscle heal, and that's basically what's happening. So, God bless uh, Margot Rossi. And it's just about as Minnesota as it gets. You get so excited about this draft pick and everything. You know, this wonderful prospect. He's, you know, he's the most competitive guy ever, this and that. He's our center of the future, top line, second line, center of the future. Hopefully top line, but you never know who else is coming. And, uh, you know, his future, we don't know 100% how perfect he's going to be. But, and then this, and then something weird like this happens. It's just like, okay. But at least he's going to be all right, and he will be back. That's the good part. It's just that it's, you know, it's just kind of figures. Um, and then you have more injuries coming up. <laughs> more injuries. <laughs> Matt Dumba apparently had his knee extend the wrong way, basically, and they put him on long-term IR. Judd Zolgan on Judd's Hockey Show with uh, Declan Goff basically said uh, that it looked like he was comparing it basically to like a football injury where it could be ACL, MCL. We don't know 100%. We hope not, but uh, it's crazy, really crazy. So it's just one bad thing after another. Uh, Jared Spurgeon, it sounds like he may have had a possible concussion, a head injury. That's what they're saying, upper body. I'm not 100% sure. That may have been what it is, may not. But Jared Spurgeon is kind of like a day-to-day type of thing. Hopefully he'll be healed and ready to go by Feb 11th. So that's the good part. Of course, things started with Marcus Felino and it spread it onward and onward. To more players when it came to the COVID-19 situation. It got up to six players. The NHL said, okay, that's enough of that. Then, well, that's common sense, unfortunately. It all started with Marcus Foligno, unfortunately. It kind of is what it is. Um, it kind of is what it is. Marcus Foligno. Yep, Nick Benino. Marcus Foligno, Nick Benino. <laughs> Nick Bukestad. Jewel Erichenek, who's about as valuable as they get this year. And the injured Marcus Johansson, he was also banged up. It's just, okay, who who isn't hurt? So now, uh, will we see Belpedio? Will we see Kalen uh, Addison? I'm guessing no. That's the crappy part. It looks like we're going to still have, like, minor league players. When you look at the, uh, the daily face-off of the Minnesota Wild combinations, it's still showing Jared Spurgeon up there. So maybe Jared Spurgeon will be the top right defense and with, Jer- with uh, Jared Suter, with <laughs> Ryan Suter going forward. Susie moves up to the second pairing at this stage, of course, because Dumba's not going to play for a long time, I think. Yeah, and I'll get to my point on that as well. Uh, Carson Susie will be playing on the right side, at least at right now, as of right now with Jonas Brodeen. Ian Cole and Brad Hunt will be the third pairing. 
So that's if Jared Spurgeon is able to come back. So we'll see what happens. Able to come back and play right away by the 11th. If not, who knows? It sounds like it'll be Bartowski. Bartkowski, pardon me, the former Calgary Flame. Had a couple points last year for Minnesota coming up. He's like the eighth defenseman, so to speak, coming up from the uh, coming up from Iowa, the minors, so to speak. The whole thing is just kind of, I don't know, it's just a bunch of bad news. It, it's really frustrating. Of course, Kevin Fiala suspended for the, the hit on Roy, and then the Dumba's shot hit um, Weller in the face pretty bad. Pretty, pretty crazy. I felt bad for him. Uh, Walker, pardon me, Walker Jr. in the face for the Los Angeles Kings. Pretty bad. Very bloody situation. Trying to be tough out there. Trying to do the best he can blocking a shot. Unfortunately, it hit the wrong place in the face. Under the eye, basically. Missed the nose, missed the eye. Thank God for that. But still, very bloodied and swollen and he's not going to play for a while. And I don't know. It's just one of those situations. You got to try to block a shot by turning around if you can somehow, some way. That's what they say. The, the butt, something like that. If you can get your butt in the way, uh, that's what Mr. Uh, Lunani always says. Otherwise, like your wrist, like a couple of years ago with uh, Zuccarello, a year and a half ago when he went to the Dallas Stars, his first game, slap shot right to the wrist. Wow. Can you imagine? Like, you're diving to block a shot with your hands? Oh, my goodness gracious. This, is, <laughs> this isn't soccer. <laughs> soccer would hurt too, I'm sure, but a hockey puck, a slap shot, Okay, that's not good. Uh, Cam Talbot's healthy. Cam Talbot's healthy, and he did pretty well in the games he played. Cabo Cockadin's healthy, thank God. Oh, boy, it's just like, yeah, Dumba's an IR. It looked like a bad knee injury. And you know what's bad about this Matt Dumba situation? Because this is going to be probably an unconventional show. I'm not going to review games in detail. It's just analyzing the situation, and there'll be no games to preview. I could start previewing the upcoming games into the next week or so and then have no show, but I think I'd rather not do the previews and then do next show and still talk about the prospects and stuff like that and still feel the questions and conversation and other news that might pop up uh, during the week. So that way I'll still do a show next week. Both of these shows probably won't be as long unless I ramble way too much or get on certain topics that uh, end up taking longer just because. Obviously, now Matt Dumba, here's the situation. If he's out for the season... With this type of injury, now you can't trade him either. Like, yay. You can't even trade him now. <laughs> wow. And how Minnesota is that? So much for trading for, like, a, you know, some, some type of center, some type of package deal to try to get to Barkov or <clears throat> whatever the hell the situation is. Oh, boy. It's a situation that leaves you just kind of hanging out. We're just dangling by a thread right now. Luckily, there's still a positive future. You still got... <laughs> you still got Fiala. He didn't get hurt. Thank you, Lord. Knock on wood. Kirill Kaprizov, same thing. Knock on wood. Marco Rossi, please uh, please heal up. You know, get well. All that good stuff. Get well. Praying for him. That heart muscle will strengthen and he'll be back to normal again. Matt Dumba, pray to God. It's not like an uber serious knee injury. Like an ACL, MCL, like Judd Zolgad was fearing. That type of situation. But uh, it just kind of leaves us in a in an absolute bind, to say the least. It's uh, good times. Good times in Minnesota right now. Not really. Well, I mean, at least it gives it time, hopefully, for uh, Spurgeon to heal. Will the games be replayed later on? I guess. I don't know. I don't know how much they're going to delay the season, so to speak, getting into the postseason. Not sure how all that's going to work out, but one way or another, I guess it will. We'll look at the games for a moment, I guess. Uh, yay. <laughs> it was an okay week. It could have been worse. It could have been better. How did things feel? Well, were we like one and two? And of course we... No, no. All the games that we were going to play did get played. So it's not like a game got suspended. Now the whole thing disappeared on me. Isn't that just great? Colorado, yep. We, we uh, beat LA 5-3. to three. That was when uh, Roy got hit into the wall, thanks to... Uh, Kevin Viola, he basically says he lost balance, this and that. We beat the Los Angeles Kings 5-3 to on the 28th. That was the, as I said last week, the 13-year anniversary of my podcasting career. 13th birthday, unbelievable. I'm a teenager now as a podcaster. 5-1 to demolition derby. Colorado crushes the wild two days later. We beat Colorado in a pretty entertaining Sunday night battle. And then, you know, shut down 2-1. to Kirill Kaprizov, the only goal scorer on the second. On a Tuesday. Let's look a little bit at these games. I mean, what the hell? What else am we going to talk about, right? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, we'll, we'll find things to talk about. There always will be. That's the good part. It's not like I'm going to go on and on and on about the same uh, same same beer for 20 minutes, but I'm just kidding. 
that's just a little nudge. I'm just <laughs> Kabokaka didn't steal the net at this stage. He was very he was he was strong. He wasn't spectacular. But the good news is, you know, he Kabokakanen still got the win. Gave up three goals, which isn't the worst number ever. Jonathan Quick and that seems to be Minnesota win the past several games, which is great. We're back in the day. Jonathan Quick used to shut us down. Playing the Kings used to be like, you know, death in the family, basically, for the Wild every single time. Marcus Johansson with a big goal and an assist. It was easily his best game with Minnesota. Or generally generally speaking, Marcus Johansson has been nothing special for Minnesota for the entire season. He's been the biggest disappointment pretty much on the roster. Jewel Erickson not continuing what he does. Kirill Kaprizov getting his second goal of the year which was an, uh, his first real goal, so to speak. Nice little move, and then lifted the puck past uh, quick shoulder. I believe his left shoulder. Nick Bugles, Bukestad, getting close to the net, of course, and Kevin Fiala with an explosive play right before he was booted for game misconduct. He looked freaking awesome on the play. He looked freaking awesome in the game. And then game misconduct. He leads the Wild in penalty minutes, and he suspended three games, and it just sucks. Uh, Marcus Foligno opened the game off with a fight, which is cute, I guess. I don't know. It is what it is. It is what it is. I was with Curtis McDermott, Curtis McDermott defenseman for the Los Angeles Kings who moved up to the winger position to uh, combat Mr. Foligno. That was the whole point there. It was basically an orchestrated fight to open up the game. That's nice. It is what it is. I guess it's part of the game, I guess. Woohoo. Uh, Ian Cole and Carson Soucy added assists. Brodeen a couple there. He would have a game winner later on, which had been, unfortunately, the final play for Minnesota for a week. Oh, Lord. Injuries and sadness and frustration. What else can you say? And now you got the sickness. Injuries, sickness, and frustration and sadness. Marcus Johansson also hurt during the course of this week. It's just, I don't know, but it was an entertaining game. It's just, you know... <laughs> Felino, or excuse me, Fiala gets suspended. He obviously gets kicked out, and he looked like he might have had an unbelievable game and an unbelievable week. He looked like he was getting ready to roll, and then he does that, and then, I don't know. It's just, where do you go from here? Where do you go from here? Well, you play the Colorado Avalanche a couple days later, Saturday night, and it was a Saturday night that Colorado can remember, and Minnesota wants to forget, 5-1 to one demolition derby. Great, absolutely fantastic, isn't it? Just five to one, you know. Mm. Five to one. Matt Dumba would score maybe his last goal of the season. It was pretty nice. That was a nice one. Nice slap shot, putting the puck where it needs to be. Greenway with a seventh assist. And I did write a piece for Gone Puck Wild about the emergence of the 2015 draft. Remember, I was actually mentioning it last week that I was uh, working on it, and I ended up finishing it. And then it was posted, I believe, Monday, Monday early afternoon, Monday. Thank you, Lake Martin, obviously. <laughs> awesome guy. Awesome guy. The uh, site expert soda, uh, the, yeah, the site expert for, I almost said soda pod there, for Don uh, Puck Wild. So he's kind of like the, the, the manager of that page for all of us uh, site contributors, as they call us. Uh, very happy to be a part of that. Uh, I, I wrote about the positivity of the 2015 draft. You got guys like <laughs> Jewel Erickson Act, Jordan Greenway, and of course Kirill Kaprizov. He was the exciting one. He was the diamond in the rough and what looked like a pretty mediocre draft for Minnesota. Now it looks like a good one. First round pick and second round pick leading the club in scoring with Kirill Kaprizov, the phenom being what he is, <laughs> right up there next to them. Pretty freaking cool. Uh, Dumba, again, nice shot, nice play, beautiful. But unfortunately, probably his last goal of the season. I was actually about to sign him to fantasy. I was kind of waiting it out, waiting it out because on my in my Yahoo League, my defenseman's my defenseman core is insanely strong. I'm kinda of like the wild. And it's like shoot, I'm like waiting, waiting, waiting. Should I am I able to sign Dumbar or should I just leave these other guys alone? It'd be a shame to cut any of them. Uh Derek Felska saw the lineup, he's like, Wow, that's pretty good. Uh, and then the uh the, <laughs> the podcast league on, on ESPN with the likes of, you know, Justin Bucky and all of them, uh Soda Pod, Sound the Foghorn, all of those podcasts out there. Norm uh, Norm still sucks. Uh, my defense cord, not nearly as strong. And the guy, he wanted me to sign Ty Smith, who's highly recommending, magically is already signed in that league. That's great. He signed in that league where I need the defenseman so badly. And of course, oh yeah, Matt Dumba's going to be available in the, yeah, Matt Dumba's going to be available in the Minnesota Wild Podcast League. Right, Matt Dumba's going to be available. Uh-huh. It doesn't matter how poor of a season he would be having, like last year. He's, he's like the, he's like a first-round pick in that league. 
<laughs> I'm just teasing you guys. If, if any of you are listening, maybe. <laughs> maybe you're listening. <laughs> but uh, magically, Ty Smith is signed. So, in, But in Yahoo, there he is as a free agent just floating there. And it's like, damn it, anyway, Dumba and Ty Smith. That figures. Uh, it is what it is. Probably bigger lineups and all that. Uh, there's 12 teams in the Yahoo League, but I don't know. Let's get off that topic. I apologize deeply. Uh, luckily, I kept that to about a minute. Kapo Kakinen gave up five goals. And then you see people on Facebook, my friend Paul Shizzle, going off. He likes to go off a lot, which is funny. He said, uh, we need a new bleeping goalie, blah, 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 blah. It was so funny. <laughs> guy is funny. Phil Grubauer, Wilds got their shots blocked, and Phil Grubauer was what he was, a solid goalie, only 20 shots on net, 33 shots on net from Colorado, and Cabo Kakinen got shelled. That's just all there is to say. He got absolutely shelled. Uh, Greenway getting a seventh assist on Dumba's goal. Brandon Saad, the former Blackhawk nemesis, did what he did. Very solid performance. Miko Rettinen, the second best player on Colorado. Nathan McKinnon was hurt this week as well. We'll see what happens. He's obviously one of the top five players on the planet. Gabriel Landeskog, one of the more hated but excellent players and captain of Colorado. Also getting an assist in the game, but uh, it was it was what it was. Kale McCarr, people keep t- talking about him and talking about him and talking about him. You know how they talk about Luka Doncic in the NBA, like he's this phenom, he's, he's Magic Johnson uh, plus, which I don't think is true. Luka Doncic, he's, he's good, but he's not that good. Kale McCarr lives up to the hype of everything. Uh, the guy skating is... The moves he made, just, just kind of getting around and turning and motion. and uh, Good God, I wish I could do that. I can't do that. I can't possibly do that. I, I don't think so. I could practice skating until the cows come home. 15 times, I won't be half as good a skater as Caleb Carr. And by the way, his offensive capabilities are good. His defensive capabilities are good. Um, he's more of a complete player than uh, Quinn Hughes over there in uh, Mr. Uh, in uh, in uh, Vancouver. That would be Isha's team, of course, <laughs> out there. Uh, but Gail McCarr is the best, probably the best defenseman in the league going forward pretty soon here. If, if he isn't there yet, he's close, and he's going to be. He's going to win, like, every Norris Trophy. He's going to be Nicky Lidstrom. He's going to be whoever. Nicholas Lidstrom, Paul Coffey, whatever you want to say. He's up there with the all-times uh, possibilities moving forward. You know, he's not officially there yet, but he will be, most likely. It's just funny, Eric Johnson, number one overall pick in the draft, and what he's kind of, he's basically a third pair at this stage. He was mostly a second pair. Never really was a top pairing, I thought. Eric Johnson, the former Gover, played there for only a year and left unceremoniously. Kale McCarr, oh, wish the Wild could get a guy like that. Colorado fortunate enough to get the fourth pick for, with some trades and for sucking for a couple years. Just a couple years of sucking after they were real good. Everybody was really optimistic about them going forward. The Wild knock him out in Game 7. They they get mediocre for a couple years, and then you get Kale bleeping McCarr. Oh, well, okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like when the Lakers got Kobe Bryant. When they are, It's like, yay, the Lakers got Kobe. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, of course. Of course, it would be the Lakers, you know, going forward. And, you know, like that was back in the day, obviously, back in 96. Uh, it, it's like the same thing. Uh, not that Colorado has 16 championships or anything, but uh, they better, they better, uh, they got two cups so far. They might want to, uh, they might want to expand the trophy case because I think they're going to get a couple more. I, I think so. Kind of like the Blackhawks a couple years ago. They're starting to look like that team. They're starting to look like the Blackhawks. Three cups. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hopefully not three. One or two at least, I think, though. I think so. Far from impossible. Hopefully Minnesota can get a trophy case. We really need one. Uh, just a division championship banner. It's nice and everything, but let's uh, expand. Four to three over Colorado. We just played Colorado three times. Four to three win. I'm probably going too long here. Second segment will be prospects. But again, it was mostly just kind of going off on the bad news, so to speak. Because there's a lot of bad news. This was a fun game. Solid game. Capo Kakinen and Cam Talbot. Well, in this one, yeah, I don't know why they did this. They have last game's numbers up there again. That doesn't make any sense. It was Cam Talbot returning for Minnesota. He was solid. He was solid. He wasn't great at the beginning. Kind of like the start of the regular season. Solid. And then kind of like uh, settled in. Drew Larsenek added a couple assists in the game. Jordan Greenway, his second goal, his first real goal of the season. And Victor, Victor Rask added two goals in the game. Beauty, beauty, including the game winner. 
no matter what people say about Victor Rask, he scores important goals. He scores, he scores the game tires and the game winners. He does, and he did it in a big way. Nathan McKinnon with a couple of assists. Gabriel, Gabriel Landeskog and all that. Brandon Saad, former Blackhawk, obviously nemesis. Drove us crazy. He's always had that little, he always had that evil grin on his face. Kale McCarr added a goal in the game. It was a fun, fun night, fun Sunday night. And watching Victor Rask be a hero was pretty cool. Got the wild ahead early on. Or, yeah, early on in the second period. Greenway, again, his first real goal of the season. It was pretty solid. Uh, interesting line there with Jules Eriksson-Eck, Ryan Hartman, and Jordan Greenway. As Jules Eriksson-Eck was moved up earlier, after the Wild struggled to score at times, and we had that 5-3 win over the Kings, moved up to play with, uh, to play with uh, I called him Simon Johansson. That's cute. Uh, uh, yeah, just he played with Johansson. <laughs> Marcus Johansson, because there's like 55 Johanssons out there. Marcus Johansson and Kirill the Thrill. Pretty cool. But then he's kind of moving around. Julius X seems to be moving around all the time. He's the best center on the team, but you want him with the Kaprizovs. You want him with the Fialas. You want him with one of the two, at very least, if not both. Uh, if he's still with Greenway, so be it. So be it. I mean, Greenway's scoring. He's producing. So, and the, the chemistry's good. Uh, but they need the minutes. They need the minutes, not the third-line minutes, but second and first-line minutes. Guys like Jewel and Jordan. Where in the past, Jordan would get on the, the top, top six, and he wouldn't do jack. It was so frustrating. But it's time. It's time, absolutely time, for Minnesota to have the right players on the ice at the right time uh, in the overtime period, where the Wild actually are able to win in overtime. There's conversation. This one was the overtime game. Victor Rask, again, getting the second goal to tie it up. Very clutch with about seven and a half minutes remaining. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. And then you had all the right players out there in overtime, rather than the typical Ryan Suter, Zach Parisi, Koivu, uh, Eric Stahl, guys like that, all slow players on the ice. You had Greenway, you had Eck, you had Brodine, you had Kaprizov, guys like that, and the Wild get the job done. This was obviously those three at that stage, but you have Kaprizov, Fiala, guys like that, when Fiala is available, he was suspended. Uh, obviously, you had to see the beautiful uniforms for the first time. The breezers with the stars on the side. Just, oh, God, I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. 80s look. 80s. Not 78, but 80s in that case. It's 78 with the jerseys. With the uh, the font and the numbers. Um, gorgeous stuff. Uh, and people are like, what the hell is this for? You just stole it from Dallas. Thanks. People are saying that. Just thanks. You know, that's, that's our response to them. One word. Uh, but it's nice to see the overtime period having the right players out there, you know, having some speed. You have slow guys out there going against the McKinnons, going against, you know, Kale McCarr and stuff. It's just like, you're going to lose. And the Wild lost so many times that way in the past. We'd suck in overtime for so long. And this year we're 3-0 and in OT. So the Wild are working overtime, and they're actually earning it. And it's beautiful to see. Ryan Suter's minutes have been generally reduced, but now watch them skyrocket. With the current situation, not happy. Not freaking happy. Jules Eriksson Eck led, led the club with time on ice for forwards. Of course, Suter did lead the club in time on ice in this one. Of course, uh, yep, this was already Nomad Dumba at this stage. So that kind of was what it was. Brad Hunt had entered Suter up to 24 minutes. That's better than 28, I guess. <laughs> but 24 minutes, yeah. But not out there in the overtime period. So, all right. Kyle Rao, Luke Johnson. This is, of course, Marcus Johansson. Uh, injured. Marcus Foligno sick. Matt Dumba out. Uh, Gerald Mayhew, Jerry Mayhew was a plus one in the game. He was entered as well. Just a very tough situation. See, it's because obviously Fiala suspended Felino sick. Johnson hurt. And Dumba out. Literally out. Dumba's out, unfortunately. Oh, man. Yeah, Dumba's out. Yeah, good luck with the trade, unfortunately. And no sarcasm there. No sarcasm at all. It's sad. It sucks. Two to one, kind of depressing loss, but at least you saw beauty by Kirill Kaprizov, who does need to shoot the puck more. I'm kind of comparing Kirill Kaprizov. You have a rare power play goal for Minnesota. Gerald Jerry Mayhew with his first NHL point got the second assist with Zach Parisi, kind of centering the passer behind the net for Kirill the thrill to release and score his third goal of the season. That was a beauty. Obvious beauty putting the Wild on the board after going on 2 nothing, and that would be all she wrote. That was, that was it. <laughs> That's all, folks. 
That's all, folks. Grubauer keeps the Wild only one goal. He was awesome the whole night. Cam Talbot was awesome, too. Cam Talbot only two goals and faced 31 shots. Excellent. Excellent game by both. Hunter Miska was the guy who gave up the four goals and the game winner to uh, Brodeen earlier uh, the previous game. But, um, yeah, just another sad situation, though. Another injury. Spurgeon with a head injury and then all the uh, stinking freaking... Uh, yep, that's why Spurgeon had the least time on ice and Suter's up to 27 minutes. 35 going on 36. Ryan Suter, 36 minutes on ice. 37 or 27 minutes on ice. Okay. <laughs> okay. And then, of course, the uh, COVID situation takes over. So, that's it. Uh, hello, COVID-19 restrictions and, and all that. What are you going to do, huh? You know, what are you going to do, regardless of how you feel about COVID-19, regardless of everything it's uh it's sad it's true but we're uh we're stuck we're waiting now so where do we go from here we wait we wait we uh, talk about prospects in the in the next segment and talk to you guys out there on twitter very much appreciated Derek Velska thank you always for helping put that together he is uh he's the greatest honestly and no sarcasm whatsoever if I was sarcastic about that, I think I need to shut the hell up and get off the air. Because that would be just ridiculous on my, uh, on my part. My apologies here was having issues with the mouse, but that's all good to go again. <laughs> Apologize. I was kind of like, uh-oh, something's happening here. But no, 2-1, to one, not very fun night for Minnesota. Just couldn't get anything past Grubauer. Solid, strong defense from Colorado. And, of course, great goaltending from Grubauer especially. That was the good part for Colorado, I guess. But uh, two to one loss, and then now, now we have to wait for next week. And well, that's the crappy part. With that, we'll pass out the awards for this week. Where do we go though? Where, where do we go with the awards? I'm thinking the uh, Mike Madonna Award for this past week. Whew, boy, it's kind of all over the place. Should I should I go to Victor Rask for what he did the multi goal game? Should I go to Victor Rask? Maybe I'll have him share with Jordan Greenway. Very strong week for Jordan Greenway and Victor Rask. A uh, very positive situation. Even Karel Kaprizov, strong honorable mention. Actually, Cam Talbot be very solid in his return. But the Victor Rask and Jordan Greenway will get the uh, Mike Madonna Award for this week. A multi-goal game against Colorado? You can't take that for granted, I'm afraid. I appreciate it very much. So Victor Rask getting maybe his only Mike Madonna Award, but he's sharing it with Jordan Greenway for this week. The James Shepard Memorial... Uh, the COVID-19 virus, the injury bug, all the above. I don't really want to pick on anybody. It sucks seeing Suter go back into the, the major minutes again. We all know what that could mean. Ay, ay, ay. Uh, injury bug, sickness, all the above. That's who's getting it this week. It's not going to go to a player. With that said, we'll take a quick break and look at the prospects right after this. <laughs> back here on Brave the Wild. Segment number two, jumping right into the prospects, not mincing around at all. We will open things up with Brennan Menel once again because he's not like with the draft history, so it's a little bit more organized this way by jumping right into him and not missing it. And probably he's one of the most exciting prospects, I gotta say right now. 31 points in 40 games for the the KHL Minsk, Minsk Dynamo. Uh, 40 games. He added four points this past week. Five goals now, 26 assists. He's a plus six on the season. Brennan Mendel, he's a guy that I'm really thinking about right now when you consider knee injuries to Matt Dumba. Sure wish Brennan Mendel was on the NHL lineup right now. I truly do. Uh, <clears throat> obviously, it would take a while to get him here, and he's with the KHL at the moment. They are still staying very much so. The door's wide open for Brennan Mendel. They still have his rights. Him, them being, of course, uh, <laughs> Bill Guerin, Billy Guerin of the Minnesota Wild, the general manager, of course. If you don't know who he is, I think something's wrong with you at this point. It's like, how could you possibly not know <laughs> after listening to this show? Uh, last year, of course, with Minnesota, five games, no goals, and two penalty minutes, a plus one. Hopefully, Brennan Mendel can translate to the National Hockey League. If he's doing this well in the KHL, i got to think there's something there. Uh, obviously, we saw Kaprizov's amazing success in the KHL. And he is translating pretty nicely to the NHL. Interesting thing to note, i got to say about Kaprizov, which I'm seeing similarities here, is uh, Kirill Kaprizov 
when he first got to the KHL, look at his first significant year. Obviously, his very, very first year, only four goals, four assists, way back in 14-15, super-duper young in the KHL. It's amazing. And in 40 and 31 games, if I didn't mention that. The next year for, I'm not sure how to pronounce that word. It's complicated. Novel Kuznetsk Metallurg. Metallurg. Hopefully I got that correctly. You'll, you'll notice he had he was more of a playmaker. 11 goals, 16 assists, 27 games. And I'm seeing something like that. And even his first his first year with uh, CSKA Moscow, him being Kirill Kaprizov, his first year with most teams, he ends up being more of a playmaker than a goal scorer. I'm seeing a year kind of like this. 17-18 uh, is more realistic than 16, you know, only 27 points, whatever. 15 goals, 25 assists in 46 games. It's going to be something like that. I think he's going to get more assists his first year, and then as he gets more comfortable in his quote-unquote skin, comfortable with his teammates and everything, the goals are going to start taking over like he did the next couple of years, and that's when it was official. Kirill Kaprizov was a phenom in 18-19, 19-20, when he became a full-on, a full-fledged goal scorer. Uh, I, I'm seeing that I'm seeing similarities that way, in a sense, that he's going to be more of a playmaker for now. He'll score goals, but he'll be more of a playmaker. The goals will start coming later on in the next couple of years here. And then you'll really start seeing what Kirill Kaprizov can do in the National Hockey League as a goal scorer. And hopefully the assists keep coming as well, because he maximize the points that way. You know, I mean, what if he has an 80-point season because he gets his, he gets 40 assists to go with the 40 goals? That would be really cool, actually, at the end of the day. So there we go. That's my comparison. Just thought I'd get that out there. At the end of the day, Sadik, Jack Sadik, he is with the ECHL Greenville Swamp Rabbits. Not sure what's going on. Uh, he has uh, got one assist in seven games. I'm not sure if the Wild gave up his right team. They, they must have, though, because he's no longer with, uh, he's no longer with uh, Allen, uh, Allen American. So that's kind of disappointing to see that. Nick Boca, similar thing. Fort Wayne Comets, not started yet with that team. Maybe he's just not been playing. Bummer, man. Total bummer there. <laughs> Braden season. What's going on with him? He's with the University of Alberta. And that was just last year. I don't know what happened if he got hurt or what. It seems like he's just kind of vanished off the face of the earth. Sokolov is in the AHL. Brandon DeHaime, AHL. Low Cunnings on the National Predators. Maybe I'll look at him for the hell of it. Two points so far. Two goals in eight games for the Preds. Luke Cunning. Uh, Nick Sweeney continues to be, especially continues to get goals and, and continues to make big plays. He's got well more points than than games played so far. 21 points in 17 games, 14 assists, which is, well, actually it's two behind his uh, his freshman year, which was his career high, 16 assists, seven goals. He's going to have a career year, a senior year with Minnesota Duluth, see if they win another national championship. But it might be Minnesota or Boston College this year as those two clubs are standing out above everybody. Jacob Golden, yep, OHL player, so obviously not started yet, which is what it is. Bryce Misley in the college ranks. Only eight games for University of Vermont and one assist. I don't know if he's banged up or he's not been he's been scratched. That's kind of that's kind of frustrating and disappointing. I feel for you. Uh Vince Dynamo again, teammate of Brennan Mendel and Will Less Points. For Ivan Ladnia. Come on, Ladnia. Let's go. Let's go, Ladnia. Come on. Only six assists. One goal only so far in a minus three. Come on, man. Brennan Mendel's killing you, and he's a he's a defenseman. Oh, Ladnia. Ladnia. Fourth, fourth liner right now. Must be. It's not producing. I don't know about him. I really don't. I don't know about Ladnia. Uh, Sam Hench is 12 points so far in the 17 games he's played in. Definitely quieter this year. He's not standing out as much. And, of course, uh, it must be a deeper team. Hopefully Sam Henches can get going again. I really like him. Damien Giroux, a lot of people like him. People think he's going to be something. Of course, OHL thus far. He'll be on the AHL. I can't wait for that to start. It's February. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I want to see a lot of these uh, new prospects finally getting to the AHL, getting going. Philip Philly Lindbergh. Have you ever heard of the Lindbergh baby or the Lindbergh goalie? He is just dominating now. Better than ever. 1.45 goals against average. Another awesome weekend and another player prospect of the week. For MNW prospects, <laughs> Pavel Bennett put him up there right away. Again, MNW prospects, I'm very proud to be a part of that. That should be the feature presentation, basically, of this segment. Whenever I get to the prospects, MNW prospects, Pavel Bennett, Justin Baki, Brandon Quast, myself. I believe Chad Walski helps out as well. I cover, personally, I cover the, the Q, the QM, 
JHL Quebec Major Junior Hockey. Like I like just saying it out. It's harder to almost say the the, uh, the digits or just the Q. And then British Columbia Hockey League BCHL. That one rolls off your tongue a little better than QMJHL. <laughs> it rolls right off your tongue, right? But another awesome weekend for Philip Lindbergh as he's been helping UMass Amherst getting going. As Matthew Murray had been the starting goalie, he'd won the job at the beginning of the season after a couple of crappy outings for Philip Lindbergh for Lindy. And now Lindy looks like the best goalie on UMass Amherst. Keep it up, Lindy. Let's go. Let's go, Lindy. I love what he's doing. And I can't wait to see him in the AHL at some point. And hopefully the National Hockey League someday. Philip Lindbergh, my first ever article with Gone Plug Wild was, Have You Ever Heard of the Lindbergh? And I'm very proud of uh, Philip Lindbergh for what he's doing out there. And I believe his father followed me, Marcus Lindbergh, on Twitter. Thank you, thank you, Marcus, just in case you're listening. Another wonderful Finnish goalie. We've had success in that department. Nikita Nestorenko, part of the best team in college hockey right now. He's got a point a game. Nikita Nestorenko, I covered him last year with the BCHL one year in that junior league. He was a point a game there, and he's a point a game in college with the best team in the country. And he's a center, and he's from Brooklyn, New York. He's Nikita Nestorenko. Hey, kid, come over here and play. Let's go. He's a left short center from Brooklyn. Six goals, seven assists, and 13 games. He's a plus 10 for the best team in the nation. Really proud of Nikita Nestorenko. Marshall Warren, a part of the, you know, again, good job, Paul Fenton. He identified the best team there. <laughs> Six points now. He's picking it up a little bit. Marshall Warren, good for him. A couple points last week. Two goals, four assists on the season for the smaller, smallest defenseman who's got a little bit of pop, but, of course, more of a defensive-minded guy. Who may, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what he develops into. Maybe he's an intangible guy like a Spurgeon. We'll see what he can develop into. Just a little under six foot and definitely not a big guy. Uh, in, in physical size either, but he's, he's always a plus. He's always a plus, which is impressive. Guskov, Matvey Guskov. This is that 2018 draft. Love all these guys. 19, pardon me. CSKA Moscow, nothing going on there. Unfortunately, he was with the London Knights before, and he was about a half a point a game, so not standing out too much. Beckman were waiting on him. I believe he's going to play in the AHL after a 107-point explosion last year. A solid first year after being drafted. Well, yeah, he was drafted by Paul Fenton after uh, he had a 62-point season with the Spokane Chiefs and then 107 Lemieux-like year, basically, for that club. Pretty cool stuff. Hunter Jones also in the OHL at this stage. We'll see how he develops. Vladislav, first off, with Connecticut. He's now over a point a game. He continues to be very solid. A lot of people see him as a, a second-line type of guy. Top six type of guy moving forward. He's certainly top six in college. He's over a point a game. Where last year he was okay. You know, he was about two thirds, two thirds of a point a game last year. This year he's over that. Ten points, three goals total on the year in only eight games. Very solid for the U of C University of Connecticut anyway. Matty Boldy, yep, 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 continues to play spectacularly for Boston College. Thirteen points on the season in eleven games. Very productive. Nine assists. So he's got you know he's got that playmaking ability, but he can certainly score as well. I can't wait to see him translate to the at least the AHL and ultimately the National Hockey League. Pavel Novak, not a whole lot going on in the Czech League. Only one assist so far. We'll see. Let him continue to develop there. Damon Hunt, Mr. Uh, Mr. Scar there with the major, no, Manitoba Junior Hockey League. What am I saying? I'm <laughs> stuck in there with the Verdun Oil Capitals. Love that name. Five points in three games so far. Three goals. So a goal a game so far for the defenseman. Damon Hunt must not be the highest end of the Junior League. Otherwise, he's utterly spectacular. Ryan O'Hark, OHL, of course, still not playing. I'm tired of waiting. I'm tired of waiting. Kustadinov, not a whole lot going on for him at the moment, unfortunately, unless the, this thing is not giving me what, what's really happening. And, of course, Marco Rossi, out, out for the season, unfortunately. <sighs> recovering from the uh, weakened heart muscle from COVID. Some kind of strange side effect that happens once in a while. And again, I keep thinking I had something. Either that or I was just horribly out of shape. I, I don't know, but I'm, I, I, I don't know. It's just interesting when you hear stuff like that and it makes you think, did I have that? Maybe, maybe, maybe. But Marco, please get better. Yep, obviously in, what he does is much more strenuous than what I do. Of course, playing center in the NHL or in any, any hockey league, playing center, 200-foot player, you got to really uh, have a good cardio. And 
ooh, eh, when you have a cardio condition popping up because of a side effect of a sickness, holy Toledo, is that scary. So glad he's okay. Get better, get better, get better. With that said, uh, really enjoy talking about the prospects because a lot of them are very, very exciting. You know, even Brandon DeHaim, a lot of people think he could be a nice bottom six guy in the NHL. Sokol, I have no idea. Russo basically writes him off as a, as a prospect. Louis Belpedio is a guy, I just, I want him to get a chance. I really want Louis Belpedio to get another chance in the NHL. He got a crack. He got two. He played in the season finale a couple years ago. Had two assists in that game, which was pretty crazy. They were both second assists, but hey, he was solid. He was moving the puck around. He only got in two goal, uh, two games. Gosh, that was like two years ago. He didn't even get in the NHL at all last year. Not even a crack. He, he was on the roster, but never got in. Uh, was Louis Belpedio, former standout for the University of Miami. Really had a great senior year. A lot of people have good feelings about him moving forward. I think Louis Belpedio deserves a shot. I mean, he could at least be a third-pairing guy, and we need it. We need we need some energy. We need some spark. We all love Brad Hunt. He's the coolest guy in the world. If he doesn't play, he doesn't complain, that kind of thing. Ian Cole's solid. I want Louis Belpedio to get a crack. Obviously, Kalen Addison is the most exciting guy of all, and I can't wait to see what he can do in the AHL at the very least moving forward. Love Kalen Addison. Is he ready? Uh, he's super young. I mean, he's 20 years old. It's a funny looking guy a little bit, but <laughs> super, super young. That's a funny picture. Uh, extremely productive in the WHL. Obviously, he's got to be in the NHL now. Or, excuse me, the AHL at the very least. See what he can do there. Belpedio, everywhere he goes, he'll start slow, and then he'll and then he'll get better. And I, I think that's what would happen with Belpedio. Uh, I think he's got something going on. I do. Uh, I think he's ready. He's 24 years old. Get him, give him a damn chance, for crying out loud. Especially in this situation, if you have Spurgeon and Dumba out, boy. And he, even Dumba being out, but we always seem to go with the minor league guys and all that. God bless Matt Barkowski. He's actually an NHL quality type of guy. He's NHL, AHL. He's kind of like a quad four guy. The ultimate quad four guy in the Minnesota Wild, I'd have to say. Have you ever heard of that term quad four? Or quad A, excuse me. Quad four. Quad A guy, like four A guy. Uh, is <laughs> So far, Jerry Mayhew. He finally got a point. Mayhew finally got an assist. He, he's like a superstar, an MVP in the AHL. And then in the NHL, he can't even get a point. He finally got one. He's a quad. He's a quad A guy with the, uh, in the in the in the NHL with the Minnesota Wild. He's a quad A guy where he's like in between the NHL and the AHL. Uh, he's too good for the AHL, and for some gosh darn Mickey freaking reason, can't score at all in the NHL. Hopefully, he can get it going for uh, Jerry Mayhew's sake, because I'm sure he wants that crack as well. He, he's talented, but let's go. Uh, Louis Belpedio, though, let's go. Let's get Louis Belpedio out there. Damn it! I mean, he's on the taxi squad. He's on the taxi squad, and we won't use him. Come on, man. Drives me nuts. Drives me nuts. And then we got to give Studer his nine bajillion minutes. Ugh, tired of it. And then you got to hear the old days. Mike, yo, oh, Studer was gassed out there. Studer was gassed, you know. Well, why is why is Studer gassed? You know? Who's, who's, whose fault is that? Suter was gassed out there. You know? Yeah. That's both. It's like the coach and the player's fault. Both in that case. I mean, oh, that's why we that's why we, we failed in overtime. Sooner was gassed older. <laughs> he used to drive me nuts. Don't play him so much. Uh, it, you know, you're still the coach. Tell him to sit down. You know, put in, sorry, you know, it's Spurgeon or whoever. Whoever the heck. Well, it'd be a left shot. More minutes for Rudine or more minutes for, I don't even remember who the third, who third pairing was a couple of years back. Who knows? Clayton Stoner, you know, somebody like that. Uh, just drives me insane. Suter has no business being gossed. He's 35 years old. You can't be putting him out there that long, you know. Let's get Louis Belpedio out there, damn it. From uh, Chicago, or kind of kind of close to it. Skokie, Illinois there. Let's get the Skokie, Illinois native out there. Louis Belpedio. And we'll feel a little better. With that, we'll take a break, and we will hear from you guys in the Fan Interaction segment next. back here on Brave the Wild segment number three fan interaction segment thank you always for joining and I God bless all of you that do join hashtag BTWMN 
at Brave the Wild, at Brave the Wild, hashtag BTWMN. The Facebook page is Brave the Wild. <laughs> what am I talking about? The Facebook page is Facebook.com forward slash Brave the Wild dot Minnesota. Facebook.com forward slash Brave the Wild dot Minnesota. And all this information will be in the show description. And again, for questions and comments, to keep it more organized, if humanly possible. I don't know, because it always scrambles the dates now, which is really annoying. Which you could just keep it in chronological order. You'd think with this kind of technology, it'd be easy. But it seems like nothing is these days. Hashtag BTWMN. Jay Bushy will lead things off, asking, Do you think GM Bill Guerin asks Zuccarillo to waive his no clause so he doesn't have to protect him in the expansion draft? It's one of those things where, yes, he could ask, but will Zuccarillo comply? Will he comply? I wish he would. I And I, I would ask it. I would ask it, absolutely. Uh, I wish he would. I wish Zuccarillo would waive his no clause so he can protect other players. Zuccarillo probably won't have to go to Seattle anyway. In fact, odds are very much against it. It would help. It would help in a big way. And I, I think he should ask, honestly, and I would ask. You're going to be okay. And even if you go to Seattle, so be it. Look what, look what Vegas did. Look what Vegas did. You know, maybe Seattle will be good too. They probably won't have the same success rate as the Vegas Golden Knights, but they, they might. <laughs> Derek Felska jumps on board, says it's been an eventful few weeks. Yep, this is where he got things going. Got a wild question on your mind. Thank you always, Derek Felska. Crease and assist. Crease and assist. Thank you so much. Uh, crease and assist. The day, uh, the Sports Daily. I keep getting it mixed up with the Daily Face-Off. The Sports Daily. Apologize. Ty Sandstrom, that was October. Damn it. See, now it's all unorganized. I know there was a couple. These were from last week now. Uh, this is a... Yep. There were a few. And now it's all messed up. Here we go. Here's the ones that are recent. Derek Felska goes, uh, jumps on board, says, Did any of the taxi squad guys impress you to make you think the team is better with them on the ice? And some of the more highly priced guys like Bernino and Johnson. <sighs> a little bit. I mean, Luke Johnson, there's something there, I think. Jerry Mayhew, you know, he's got the skill. He just can he finish. I mean, he, he's, he seems to be a quad A player thus far. But he finally got the assist. That was nice. That was a big. That was a great feeling, seeing that. I mean, they're they're okay. I mean, it's not if they impressed me. It's more of, you know. I think yeah. I think you're still making a point though. How it's like the whole idea is did they did they, were they better than the higher price guys? Even if they were about the same, you know, that tells you something, doesn't it? It tells you Benino and Johansson probably shouldn't come back. I I probably won't bring those guys back if I was the GM. Benino, maybe. Johansson, no way. Johansson is, is out. Uh, Benino, maybe, just because. He's, he's solid. He's a center. He can win a face-off or two. This or that. Luke Johnson can play, though. L- Luke Johnson's underrated. He's obviously an underrated guy who deserves a chance. Uh, and Jerry Mayhew, it's like, oh, man. I mean, you know there's something there. It's just, it's again, that quad A nonsense. It's really, really, really frustrating. Um, <laughs> it it kind of leaves you like, uh, you know, maybe, yeah. Um, I, oh yeah, Kyle Rao. He's always he's always had a little bit of a touch, but he's just you know, I don't think I, I don't know if he's an NHL guy. Really good uh, AHL guy. He's basically triple A kind of a guy at the end of the day. And now we'll probably get to see Barkowski moving forward as well. Kind of a he's he's kind of a quad quad A guy as well at times. But even though he has had a little success with Calgary. Um, if I were to pick one, probably Luke Johnson. Probably Luke Johnson at the end of the day versus the Benino, Johansson, all those kind of guys. Uh, thank you, Derek, for that one. JoJo on that beach. Oof, people are vacuuming outside the apartment here, but I don't blame them. It's the middle of winter. <laughs> JoJo on that beat. Jody Helvey. Thank you for joining, Jody. Really appreciate it. See if I followed yet. Just a minute. Uh, yes, good. It's a mutual thing. Good. Thank you, Jody. Uh, she says, Arbel, there we go. These are good. This is a good one. Arbel Pedio and Addison not NHL ready yet? With Spurgeon out for who knows how long, it seems like the right time to give one or both a shot. I mean, Susie isn't setting the world on fire right now with his play. I agree. And this whole playing guys out of position, it's just getting old. It's getting old, isn't it? Um, Damn, what, what do we do? You know, uh, you know, Ian Cole, you got him. He's he's solid, but he's a third-pairing kind of guy. Susie's what he is. For me, at least one of the two, instead of like a Brad Hunt, or especially now Barkowski type of situation, because if if Spurgeon is out and Dumba's out, you got to get one of them in there. I'd give Belpedio the crack first. He's four years older. 
Um, Addison, I've heard he's just, you know, he was kind of shaky in the training camp, you know, in the short training camp, kind of shaky out there, not too spectacular. Belpedio, I think, is is pretty much ready to go. I, I would say Belpedio is ready to play in the NHL. At least give him a chance, an extended period. I, I think he could be a 20-point guy, a solid, solid defenseman, two-way guy, you know, get a little bit of offense, play some solid defense. He's, he's no dummy out there. He's physical, he's solid, and he's not huge, but he, he he's gritty. He's solid. He's a perfect third-pairing third, third pairing kind of guy. Where Edison's got to be in the top four defenseman. Um, he's going to play power play. You know, he, he's, he's a power play kind of a guy, uh, at least second-pairing, this and that. Um, where Edison could ultimately be a Dumba replacement, that's where Edison would be more exciting, where maybe Lopedio can get some points that way. But I don't know if Bill Pedro is going to be on any power play unit anytime soon. Brodine has shown he's actually capable in the power play unit at times. And you don't want Suter on the power play. You don't want Suter in the overtime period. I put it this way. I want to see Addison now, right now. I want to see both of them right now, Jody. I want to see both of them right now. Addison second pairing, Bill Pedro third. I want to see that so bad. But it's just we're kind of still, even though we traded away Patterson, we got another you know, guy who's a little better than him, like a better version of him and Ian Cole. It's just kind of, we're kind of stuck in that situation. Luckily, it's only a year. Even though I like Ian Cole a lot. Um, to make things more complicated, you still got Susie, obviously. He's not setting the world on fire. Maybe it wouldn't be the worst ever to scratch him for a game or two. Maybe he'll kind of pick it up if you were to put uh, Addison or Belpedio out there. But Belpedio, for sure, got to get him out there. He's actually on the taxi squad. I want to see Belpedio now. Now, not later. So finally answered the question a little bit uh, more with a conclusive response. Thank you, Joey. That was great. Uh, moving forward, why can't this just be in chronological order? Uh, I guess that's it, but th thank you guys and gals for the interaction. Really, really appreciate it. Here we go. Derek Felska. Actually, I missed this one. Derek Felska says, Scott Wheeler ranked the Wilds prospects eighth in the NHL, and that did not include Kirill Kaprizov. Did you disagree with his list, or who would be in your top ten not including Kaprizov? Hmm. I think the Wilds should be in the top 10, yes. Um, I think we should be. And, and if it included Kaprizov, even higher, obviously. But Kaprizov's in the NHL. Um, agree with this list generally? Uh, maybe I'll backtrack a bit with that one. Okay, so I think you mean the top 10 for Minnesota prospects, right? Um, so in 2020, the Wild were number 14, now we're number 8. He has uh, Marco Rossi, number one. Boy, that's big. Uh, Matt Boldy, number two. I don't really disagree with those. Kaelin Addis, number three. Hovenov, number four. Hmm. Ryan O'Rourke, number five. Kuznodinov, six. Beckman, seven. He should probably be higher. Uh, Kapokakinen, eight. Vladimir, first. Vladislav, first off, would be correct. And uh, number nine. And Sam Hench is ten. Hmm. Sam Hench is ten. Uh, so I could see, uh, but I disagree with the top 10 there. Yeah, I think a little bit. Let me, uh, I think Sweeney, if you want to go with two college players, take <laughs> two of the, well, both of them were taken in the seventh round. They're both college players. They're both on good programs, so to speak. I'd put Sweeney ahead of Henches right now. I'd put Sweeney ahead of Henches right now, uh, if I could. Brennan Mennel, is he still considered a prospect? Is it, it's a, I kind of do, but maybe, it, yeah, I mean, if Kakinen's a prospect, he was a draft pick, but I mean, yeah, not everybody's necessarily a draft pick. Hmm. Beckman, obviously, is top 10. Rossi's number one, yes. I'll put Rossi number one. Number two, when you say Boldy, I can't really complain about that. I can't really complain. Number three, Kalen Addison. Yes, I guess. I guess so, yeah. I think, I don't disagree with the top three. Fourth, now who was fourth again? Hovenov? Uh, no, no. That might be Beckman for me. Um, who was fifth? Ryan O'Rourke, but that's really high. Oof. Who's in Edenov? Sixth. I think I put Beckman four. Yeah, Beckman four. Hmm. I might switch Hovenov and Beckman in half and half right now. I think Beckman's ahead. Uh, Hovenoff seventh. He had a great season in the in the uh, in the uh, in the queue last year, but boy, he's been disappointing with the in the KHL thus far. 
Jeez. Ah, Ryan O'Rourke, though, I don't know if he's fifth either. I might put Kuznadinov, actually. Kuznadinov over back, uh, Ryan O'Rourke as well. Ryan O'Rourke, we'll see. But let's, we, we got to see more. First off, first off has been really solid as well. Uh, Henches. So I would have Sweeney 10. I might even have freaking Lindbergh in there. I really like Lindbergh, but that's just me. You know, that's me being biased. I, I just have a special feeling of a, you know, I have a soft spot for Lindbergh, and I think he's going to be really something. So if it's up to me, Rossi 1, Boldy 2, uh, three, uh, what, what did he, yeah, I keep forgetting who three was. Three was uh, Mr. Addison. Ooh, yeah, yes, I'll, I'll stick with that. So I agree with his top three. Fourth, Hovanov, no, he's got to go down to like six or seven. Fourth should be Beckman, I think. He was that good. And like you were saying, his, his, there's something special about Beckman, I think. There might be something there, and I, I hope so. I even think N- Nestorenko is, is something. I really like him. And first off, obviously, um, Beckman for number five, Ryan O'Rourke. Uh, I'm going to say who's in need of. Who, I really like what, what we're hearing about him, but obviously it's super early. Super early. Mm. <laughs> it's so tough. It's so tough between those two. Interchangeable between O'Rourke and Kuznidov. Not really a complaint there. Seven, Hovi or Hovanov, whatever. Kapanen, eight, I guess. First off, nine and ten would be uh, Mr. Sweeney, I think. Sweeney. I mean, even Hunter Jones, I thought was a solid start. Philip Johansson should be number one. Are you kidding me? It should be Philip Johansson. Remember he had that eight points in 11 games? It's Philip Johansson should be at least eighth, right? No, I don't know about that. Uh, I guess. It's like, obviously, you know, just kind of flip-flop a couple guys, move some guys up. Beckman should be higher. Hovenov is top 10, absolutely. But is he fourth overall? I don't think so anymore. Unfortunately, I wish he was. Connor DeWeer's kind of a guy. Yeah, he didn't translate superly great to the AHL yet, but he, he was all right. He's physical. He's solid. He's you know he's kind of a bit of everything. Kind of third line type of guy, type of guy so far. When he was super exciting for the Everett Silvertips the year before in the WHL, the Everett Silvertips. Um, yeah, that 2018 draft not as exciting, is it? Not as exciting, uh, except for Hovey, I guess. I guess he's the best player in that draft, and that's fine. Um, Lindbergh, I, I think Lindbergh's close. But, yeah, for me, the main difference would be Sweeney. Of course, he's a little bit he's a little bit older, but so is everybody. So is uh, Kabokakin. Sweeney's 23. He's not that old. Sweeney's ahead of Henches. Oh, Jack McBain, 11. Oh, so it still goes for a bit. Pavel Novak, 12. Damon Hunt, 13. Where is Sweeney, man? Philip Johansson, 14. Okay, Marshall run 15, Hunter John 16, Mason Shaw, he, he's too injured, injury prone, Nesterenko 18th, he should be higher, come on, Lindbergh 19th, probably should be higher, Lodnia I wouldn't even put in there, they put him 20th, I don't think Lodnia is in the top 20, nope, nope, I might put Jack McBain ahead of Lodnia, well actually they did, they put him too high, I think 11th, they didn't even have Sweeney in here, Sweeney's not even in here, well, he's the expert, and I'm just uh, I'm just a podcaster. <laughs> Pavel Novak, yeah, there's something there, definitely. Pavel Novak, absolutely. Damon Damien Hunt or Damon Hunt, pretty much interesting one there. Philip Johansson, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lindbergh, nineteenth, is kind of low, but he doesn't play in a lot in enough games. That's the problem, Lanya. I wouldn't even, you know, I wouldn't touch him with a thirty-nine and a half foot pole right now. I don't think there's a whole lot going at Lodnia. I'm kind of lo- he's kind of lost me over the last couple of years. Uh, sorry, this is a long drawn out one because it's a lot of information. It's interesting, really good question, really good conversation, Derek. That's good. <laughs> that's a good super addition to the show. There, let me tell you, absolutely. Thank you for that. Um, I think we're caught up now. And uh, hey, you know, <laughs> there was a little bit. There was definitely less this week. Probably people are sad, frustrated, or they're or they're sick of me and don't care about my show. They'd rather listen to the others. Well, you know, and that's fine, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just kidding around. Neil um, Biden, Damien Giroux, they're kind of like honorable mention. I'd rather have Damien Giroux than um, Evan Lodnia. Mason Shaw, so injury prone. So freaking injury prone. Three ACLs? My goodness, man. That's too much. The top three, I don't disagree at all. For, yeah, Beckman and Hovenov uh, should be flip flopped. And then Ryan O'Rourke. Who's indeed not flip a coin with five six? Just flip a coin. 
happened in eight. I can't really disagree. Maybe I think uh, Kapokakinen, pardon me, he's pretty solid. He's a starting goalie, I think. Um, I think he's an NHL starter. Not a star, but a starter. Maybe we'll let the star part uh, come later. Sam Hanches needs to be way down a bit. I, not way down, but he should be like maybe down a couple spots and Swainy needs to be in there. How the hell he's not? And Ladnia is? Oops. You know, and Shaw too. I'd rather have Swainy than Mason Shaw. Shaw is really good. Really talented guy, but he's too damn injury prone. Eventually you just say, okay, that's enough. Like Mike Hughes. Hell with it. Mike Hughes of the Minnesota Vikings, the uh, slot corner. Can't stay healthy for his life. I'm tired of him. And no disrespect, it is what it is. Shaw, I'm rooting for you. Let's go. Let's go, Shaw. Luckily, he's only 22, so hopefully somehow, some way. But I don't know how productive he'll be in the NHL. With that, I'll shut my mouth, even though, you know, it was a long point. It was drawn out, but there's a lot to talk about. I mean, we're talking 20, 30 players here. 20, 30, well, 20, 20-ish players here to discuss where they should be ranked. But the top three is, is uh, absolute, I, I think. Yep. Um, yeah, top three, they are the... They're, they're correct. I, I agree. And then the next tier... The next tier, I think they're in the right spot as well. The next... Uh, the, the seven. Beckman, Beckman, who's need on Ryan O'Rourke. He's got so much potential. He's only 18. Really excited. Okay, that's enough. Apologize. But again, it's, it's, it's fun conversation. It's a lot of fun. I love talking about the prospects. It gives you hope. With that said, please do get on, get involved with the show. Again, hashtag, hashtag BTWMN when you uh, tweet out to uh, at Brave the Wild. There might even be more on Twitter. Maybe I'll hit the mentions just in case, even though there's like a bum, uh, bunch of notifications. Such a bummer, says Kevin Johnson to me about, oh yeah, the player's getting shut down. Yep, I agree, Kevin. I agree a million percent. Um Yep, okay, so, oh, he's a Navy vet. Cool, man, all respect in the world to you. Big time. Uh, let's see if there's a couple more. Mostly, it's mostly just in, uh, kind of back and forth interactions. Thank you for bringing that up, though, uh, Derek. I think that's cool. I, I love looking at that kind of stuff. Love looking at that. Retweets here and there. Just, yeah, some of these are going back too far a little bit. Well, not yet. A couple more follows, retweets. There's a lot of conversation generated. Usually when my, my the podcast gets mentioned, but it's usually in a different conversation, which is fine. It's just not necessarily show-related. Nice tweet here. Black Space Gaming. Uh, got those beautiful wild uniforms out there. They're playing against the North Stars. That's kind of cool. That's cool. <laughs> That's cool. A cool image there in a video game there. Nice. Uh, where is the retweets though. I remember there were retweets earlier and I want to recognize people for doing that. I always appreciate that. Uh, it's not showing. Sure, too far back. There's so many conversations. Here we go. Yep, Tom Hayen uh, shared the show. Thank you so much on, on Twitter. It's like a quote tweet as they call it. Justin Bakke, thank you so much. Retweet Derek. Yep, yep, sharing it. Quoting it. Thank you so much. Always appreciate you guys for doing that. Those of you that retweet and quote tweet the show. It's just can't thank you guys enough for doing that. Okay, well, you can get on the show with your voice as well. That would be a lot of fun if you did that. All you got to do is open up your uh, free voice recording application on any smart device on the planet. Open it, press record, treat it like a phone call, hit stop, email it, slash share it to paladinolive at yahoo.com, paladinolive at yahoo.com. I will then convert it into an mp3 file thanks to zumzar.com giving them a free plug because they give a free service by doing that thank you so much unless your file is big then you subscribe to them uh last thing please write a positive rating on apple podcast slash itunes if you could so much appreciated those of you that have done it and those of you that can in the future thank you so much uh stitcher does that as well they offer that as well or you can rate the show and have a review just the most beautiful review ever was sent a couple months back. It just I still have it out here. It's just gorgeous. I mean, you can't say nicer things about the show than what that person did. I can't thank you for enough. And those of you, thank you that uh, thank you in advance for some of you that would be doing that. Otherwise, again, hoping for the best. Looking forward. We'll come back next week. We'll preview the games. We'll look at the prospects some more, and we'll talk to you some more. <laughs> we'll talk to you some more about what's going on. Uh, it'll be like first segment preview, second segment podcast, third segment uh, fan interaction and conversation. With that said, have a great week. Stay safe out there in that slippery atmosphere if you're in the Twin Cities or Wisconsin, too. I think Derek might have gotten more snow, actually, than we did uh, a couple of days ago as well. We just got a dusting, and I think he got some shoveling to do, and he's got more. Unfortunately, poor guy. 
hope for the best for all of you. Uh, quick shout outs. I better do that. Uh, Minnesota Wild Global, Scott, uh, Scott Cavendish, thank you so much for having me be a part of that page. Chance Costick, David Costick, Chad Walski, Kathy Main, great, great friends out there. Patrick Turner out there. Minnesota Wild Nation, awesome page as well. Fan interaction, conversation on there. Cool logo for the page, everything. Great, great people. MNW Prospects, again, I already mentioned. Uh, mentioned the names again. Uh, Pavel Bonnet, Justin Bakke, Brandon Quast, Chad Walski, myself. Great, great page to keep up with the prospects. And Gone Puck Wild, I have a recent article out there talking about the 2015 players that, uh, you know, Jordan Greenway, Jules Eriksson-Eck, and Kirill Kaprizov. With that said, take care, and we will talk to you next week.